Welcome to Women of Substance. Today I'm going to do some teaching. I'm really excited about this teaching because uh, there's so much revelation here. And today I'm going to talk about Esther and the favor of God. So we'll just jump right in. Um, We're going to look at Esther chapter two. I'll just tell you a little bit about what's happening here so that we don't have to continue to read chapter after chapter. Um, There was a king, Xerxes, and he uh, was throwing a party um, and he invited his wife, the queen, to come and she refused. And so it embarrassed him. He didn't know what to do, but the nobles and the men all got together and said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to, you know, kind of ditch her and get you a new wife. And so, um, of course, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but anyway, there was kind of a beauty pageant uh, type type deal. And um, there was a uh, lady named Esther who was a Jew. Now, she hadn't told anybody that she was. And uh, she was an orphan. Her cousin, Mordecai, had been raising her. And uh, he worked uh, at the court, at the king's court. So he told her, he said, this is what you need to do. So they they took Esther in, and as well as many, many other young girls. And uh, they went through a 12-month beauty program. Now, wouldn't you love that? Uh you know, I think anybody could be queen after that. <laughs> I mean, just one spa treatment's nice. But these uh, these gals went through 12 months of, uh, you know, spa days, beautiful uh, oils and all kinds of things. And then they were presented to the king and the king chose Esther. Now, let's start here in uh, chapter two. This is Esther chapter two. And Esther says in verse eight was taken to the king's house in the custody of Haggai, keeper of the women. And listen to this right off the bat here. I love this. Uh, Verse nine, and the maiden pleased Haggai and obtained his favor. Now, what does that have to do with you and I? Well, the Bible says when we're born again, uh, the favor of God, uh, the grace of God, which is his unmerited favor, comes into our life. And automatically, praise God, because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, there is favor that we can have with man and with God. It is in us. And uh, we can be aware of that and let that operate in our lives uh, for all kinds of reasons, but mainly to share the gospel with others. Because if people like you, just automatically like you, they're going to receive what you have to say. And so know that today that you have the favor of God on you and in you. Now, uh, Esther, she had favor with this uh, this um, man that was over. You know, he was appointed to this task. And um, he listened to this, verse 9. He spe- This is in the Amplified. He speedily gave her the things for her purification and her portion of food and seven chosen maids. Here comes some help for Esther. That's kind of nice. Seven chosen maids to be given her from the king's palace. And he removed and her maids to the best apartment in the harem. They got the best place. That's what favor will do for your life. Now, Esther 
um, had not made known her nationality or her kindred, uh, for Mordecai had charged her not to do so at that time. So she, that no one was aware that she was of the Jewish race. Now we move on down. Verse 12 talks about the beauty uh, treatment, six months with oil and myrrh and six months with sweet spices and perfumes. I think that's just awesome. Anyway, uh, we go on down and uh, she is brought before the king and look at verse, uh, first at verse 15, Esther won favor in the sight of all who saw her. Now that's some tremendous favor there. Look at verse 17. And the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the maidens, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vesti. So see, here she comes, uh, an orphan, you know, not even the right race in that country that she was held. and. Um, but rises to the top. She's queen now. Now that's what the favor of God can do in your life. Praise the Lord. Now we see in verse 21, in those days while Mordecai sat at the king's gate, two of the king's units, and it tells their name, um, who guarded the door were angry and sought to lay hands on the king of Persia. Uh, a, a, a hazardous. And so uh, the Mordecai wanted to protect him and told Queen Esther of this plot uh, to murder the king. And Esther told the king in Mordecai's name, an investigation was made. And both of these men were hanged on the gallows because it was, it was true. They were plotting to murder him. Now we go on and we move on to uh, king, the king um, promoting Haman, a man named Haman. And uh, Haman wanted everybody to bow down to him. And Mordecai did not want to, to bow to him and didn't bow to him. And it made Haman very, very angry. So much so that he set out to punish Haman and in doing so to really wipe out the whole Jewish race. Um, and he made uh, kind of a decree with the king. They made the king made it and said that the Jews would be killed. Um, and then they decided which day. So um, Mordecai heard of this, and in chapter four, verse fourteen, it says, "For if thou altogether, Mordecai is talking to Esther here. If you hold your peace at this time, there shall." There will be an enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. He was confident that God would deliver them. But he said, for thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And that's such a famous quote, isn't it? For such a time as this. You know, God's timing is perfect. And when we uh, allow him to use us and obey him, right when he says to do something. Um, it's it's just always has tremendous fruit, tremendous results. And so uh, sometimes he'll speak to us through others like he did here um, and give, give us a plan. And certainly Esther, she was up for it. She, she asked um, 
uh, for prayer. I think that's a really nice thing to do when you're looking at something that, because if you went to the king those days when you weren't called and he wasn't pleased with that, then he could have you executed. And so this meant that her life could be taken. So she asked for prayer and they all prayed and fasted for three days. And then she told Mordecai that, you know, she was going to do this. And uh, she said, if I perish, I perish. Well, that was pretty courageous uh, for her to do, but she did it. Now look at Esther in chapter five. The king, this is verse two. And the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court. She obtained favor. Here we go again. Favor in his sight. Do you know we can claim this? It's ours. And if we're going into a tough situation like she was, sometimes it might not be life or death. Sometimes it might be. I don't know. But I'm telling you, the favor of God will encompass you around about. It will be your shield. And I'm telling you, it works so beautifully when God has favored you and you are highly favored of the Lord. So here comes the favor again. She obtained favor in his sight and he held out to her the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the tip of the scepter. And that means that she was accepted in his court. And then he, uh, Esther, I believe following the plan of God, you know, they had prayed for three days. I believe God gave her a plan. And um, one of, you know, one of the things that men like to do is eat. And so she invited them to a banquet at her house, um, the king and Haman. And so um, they accepted and they went and um, they uh, had dinner. Now, she didn't mention anything that night, but it was, I believe, very important that she invited them, that they were there together. And then the next thing that happened was interesting in chapter six. On that night, the king could not sleep and he ordered that the book of of memories, uh, memorable deeds and the chronicles be brought and they were read before the king. So he's being read kind of a nighttime story. And um, in that book was written about Mordecai and how he had exposed this plot of these two men to kill the king. And the king all of a sudden remembers, I didn't reward Mordecai. I didn't do anything for him to repay him uh, for saving my life and for saving me from being assassinated. We go on down to um, this. I love this story. It's so interesting how the the turns that are made here. And uh, chapter six, Haman came in and the king said to him, what shall be done to the man whom the king delights to honor? And he's asking Haman to come up with something here um, to honor a person. Well, Haman thinks it's him that the king wants to honor. So Haman makes this you know, wild thing, a plan that he says, you know, here, let let this person have royal apparel, let him have the royal horse, the royal crown, and um, let him be uh, presented in the in the city square open, you know, there before everyone. And so the king said to Haman, make haste and take the apparel and the horse as you have said, and do it to Mordecai, the Jew. 
Well, that was the very person that Haman didn't like, that he was angry at. And here he's going to have to lead him around on the royal horse with the royal apparel and the royal crown in front of everyone. I'm telling you, God always comes through for people who do what's right in the sight of God. I mean, he always looks after his own and repays uh, any kind of goodness or kindness. You know, the Bible says he is not unjust to forget your labor of love. And so uh, he certainly saw this and uh, plan, you know, the plan was beautiful. Well, the next night, um, Haman was invited once more to Esther's house with the king. And that's when uh, Esther decides to reveal who she is and uh, plead for her people. Now, she was like, she was like a Moses here. She really made such a a huge, bold um, deliverance for her people because they were all basically here sentenced to death. And um, she brought deliverance to them. Um, Let's look at chapter 7, verse 4. For we are sold, here she is telling Haman and the king, we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. And then the king said, who is this? And um, Esther said in verse 6, the adversary, the enemy, is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. And uh, the king was furious at that. So it goes on down to say, you know, long story short, as we say, um, they hanged Haman on the gallows that had been prepared for Mordecai and the king's wrath was pacified. Um, It was solved, in other words. And you know what? This beautiful part of prosperity. And I always like to point out that in God's plan, when he promotes, when he elevates a person, usually it's not just to a position, but it it's also position and prosperity. We see it here in other stories that we've talked about in the Old Testament and the New. Um, but we we want to bring this to your attention because I want you to be aware that God is a God of prosperity and abundance. He is not poor. He is doesn't have a slack hand, the Bible says. He is, um, uh, you know, the Old Testament says he owns all the silver, all the gold. Hallelujah. <laughs> a cattle on a thousand hills. He's a rancher, praise God. Um, and then, you know, we know today he walks on streets of gold. I mean, heaven is not a poor place. So when we think about God and his wealth and his riches, um, you know, we need to to uh, remember that he's our father and a good father provides for his children. And that's the way our father is. He provides for us. When, um, when I look at chapter eight and I see, this is just so astounding to me. Um, In chapter two, it says the king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Look at verse seven. The king gave Esther, the queen, to Mordecai, the Jew, and to Mordecai, the Jew. Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman and him 
that I have hanged upon the gallows because he laid his hand upon the Jews. So she was greatly enriched material and material goods. Uh, this, this man was very high up right next to the king and all of his belongings, we could call it the spoils of war here, now belonged to Esther, came into her life and, and enriched her um, wealth and riches. So you see right on the heels of uh, elevation and promotion, which really only comes from the Lord, the Bible says, there is another level of prosperity and abundance. Praise God. And it was for not only Esther, but we see in um, verse 15, Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white and with a great crown of gold and with a garment of fine linen and purple, which purple represented wealth. And uh, so we see both of these uh, Jewish people. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I don't think we have any excuse. Sometimes we think, well, you know, we're just women and it's a man's world and men are going to be promoted before us. They're going to make more money than us. It's, you know, they have higher salaries and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I see here that these uh, Bible, we call them Bible characters. They're people, real people uh, that once they obeyed the Lord and got in God's plan and um, uh, on, you know, yielded to his pathway uh, and his voice and what he was telling them to do. Uh, here comes prosperity, even if they were like in this case, they were not people of this country. They were, we could say, the wrong race. And then certainly Esther, you know, she's a female. But here they, they are risen to a level of, of tremendous blessing and position in this foreign land where they live. So uh, praise God. We don't have to think about, well, you know, we're, we're just, you know, the least of, of you know, the, and the, you know, there's so many people smarter. There's so many people uh, with more experience or more education or, you know, they, there's more people that are connect. They're well connected with others, but I'm telling you, if you're connected to God, he's the highest, he's the highest and the best to be connected with. And um, I believe that he can do amazing, tremendous things in your life, maybe that you've never even dreamed of. And I believe one of those, the factors of that is because of favor on your life. So, you know, it would probably be a really good thing every day just to say, I have the favor of God on me. The favor of God uh, rests heavily upon me in my life. And, and if you're a business person, uh, say the favor of God's on your business. Uh, my parents had a business in Panama City Beach. Uh, they had a motel on the beach that we had for decades. And um, they would pray and and believe God for customers. And then they would say, our motel is favored. People like to stay at our motel. When they're driving by, the Holy Spirit talks to them and they turn around and come back and, and uh, stay at our motel. And, you know, we ended up many, many nights during the high season uh, not having any vacancies. And we had actually had people tell us that they would drive by and something would just tell them to turn around and come stay at our motel. So 
We have the favor of God on our lives. If you're a minister, you certainly need to claim the favor of God on your life and ministry. And um, and just let let the Lord work. Let the Lord bring what you need to you to you to be effective in his kingdom, because he certainly can do that. Um, before I go, I want to pray for you and um, just remind you how special you are and uh, know that you're significant in the kingdom of God. Every part of the body of Christ is very vital to uh, getting the work of God done in the earth, and you're a part of that body. So be encouraged today, be inspired by Esther and her boldness and her courage to do the will of God. And, uh, you know, there were so many people saved because of her. And today, you know, in the New Testament, we know how important salvation is to the lost. And you can be affecting so many people and their spiritual salvation. So uh, be bold and be courageous. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for everyone listening today. And may they take all of this uh, wonderful book of Esther to heart and understand and know that your favor is upon them, not just Esther, but it's upon every person in the body of Christ. And because of that, and the acknowledgement of that. We thank you, Lord, that your favor goes before us and causes uh, people to um, to help in your kingdom, to help what we need to do and to supply and uh, to that it even opens doors in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for everyone listening, that they are uh, empowered today through your word and by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening. And I can't wait till next time we get to uh, be together again. Hi, I want to invite you to a very special event that we're having this spring. It's April 30th and May 1st, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, it all starts uh, Saturday morning at 930 with a women's seminar and luncheon. Uh, I'll be teaching and a friend of mine, Reverend Pam Bollinger, will be teaching. And then we're going to have a wonderful lunch. It's free of charge. We do ask that you call to make reservations so that we'll know how much food to have. But I know you're going to love it. We have special guests Singers Rhonda Pihala, Cindy Black, Greg Black, and my wonderful husband David Horton. So we have great music. We've even invited some more musicians, so there might be some other surprises there for you. But ladies, come to this. We had one in uh, in the right before Christmas, and it was so nice and so much fun. So we've decided to have another one. And then that evening, Saturday evening, April 30th at 6.30, we're going to have a Holy Spirit meeting. And this is for men and women. Um, again, we're just going to operate in the gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit of God leads. We might have some teaching, some preaching, a lot of wonderful music. And so come be with us 6.30 Saturday evening. And then Sunday uh, morning at 10 a.m., Reverend Cindy Black will be bringing the message for us she is a powerhouse. You're going to love her. And so the whole weekend, we're calling Empowerment Weekend, April 30th and May 1st. 
Now, it's at Grace Harvest Church, our church, which is beautiful, beautiful sanctuary. Uh, it's in Holiday, Florida, so we're right in the Tampa Bay area, and you can come be with us, enjoy this beautiful Florida weather. And for more information, you can find um, all kinds of things out at HortonMinistries.com. And I know that you will be blessed, spirit, soul, and body. So plan to come and attend this wonderful event, April 30th and May 1st. God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, But we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.